y'all. Welcome to the Sweet Tea and Jesus Podcast, hosted by Tara McAdam and Kelsey Hamrick. We are two sisters who desire to grow in love for Jesus. You are not alone, and we want to come alongside you with challenges, laughter, questions, prayers, and eternal hope of the gospel. Whether you're on your way to work, folding the 10th load of laundry, or drinking a glass of sweet tea, we pray you are strengthened and filled with joy from these biblical truths today. What's up, y'all? Hey, guys. We are doing episode three today, and the title is, Does My Husband Even Hear Me? We felt like communication in marriage is hard. Anyone who's married, even people who are dating, this is a struggle. Communication can be hard. Absolutely. I mean, I I don't know about you, but do you ever feel like you and your spouse are speaking two totally different languages? Yes. (laughs) I mean, I know I have felt that way in my marriage. There are days when I feel like I'm speaking words and they're just sailing right over Jeremy's head. And I feel like there are days where he's speaking to me and I'm literally thinking about a hundred things that need to be done around the house and I'm not listening to him. I have moments where I literally will say out loud, honey, the extra ketchup is on the bottom shelf in the pantry. One minute later, I hear him ask, babe, do we have another bottle of ketchup? Where would it be? I don't see it. And I just start shaking my head thinking like, does he even hear me when I'm speak, when I speak, you know, like, it's like where you specifically are like, Hey, do you know that this is right here? Yes. Two seconds later, they're like, Hey, where is it? Yes. Yeah. I'm literally telling him like, open the pantry, second shelf down on the left. And I said, I literally to Colby all the time. I'm like, listen, Linda, listen. (laughs) I love that. Yes. Yes. But like, I'm guilty of it too. He'll come home from work and I'll ask, Hey babe, how was your day? Most days he says good, but some days he like does expound on his day and I can feel myself intently listening in the beginning. And then I slowly check out as I don't understand his work jargon or I'm just like yes. not interest, super interested in it. Yeah. Hate to say that, but sometimes you just want to go, Hey, how was your day And here? Oh, it's good. How was yours? <laughs> yeah. 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 But it's so sweet that they want to really talk about it. But I get it. Sometimes it's like, I don't know what you're saying right now. Right. Right. I mean, so what are, what are your thoughts on communication in your marriage right now? (laughs) I mean, Obi and I have not been married as long as you and Jeremy. And this is something we struggle with because we're very different people. I am going to tell you exactly what I think all the time when I think it. And really, truly, that's something that I have worked on my presentation of my feelings at the time, making sure I think through what I say out loud. But also like Colby is the type who he's not going to tell me what he thinks ever because that's just his personality. He's very much like, I don't want to have any confrontation, anything like that. And I'm just like, hey, let's let's hit this head on. Let's talk about this. So for us, it, it's definitely can be tough. And something I heard the other day, I listened to this part. It was on, it was on YouTube, but it was Paul David Tripp and he was talking. Love him. Sorry. Yes, love him. Yes. He was talking about, I think it was like communication and arguing in marriages but he's, he talked about our inner lawyers the other day. And I was laughing out loud because like, it's so true. And my inner lawyer works so hard. <laughs> like I um, will question Colby about something. He starts talking and in my head, I'm already formulating like my battle plan of like, yeah. 
well, I already know what I'm about to say back before I've even heard him out, you know? Right. And I'm like, that is so unfair of me. But I, I started thinking about it and I was like, you know, I do that in my relationship with the Lord too, where I'll tell him, Lord, I'm so frustrated with this area in my life. I, I seem to like not be able to get a hold of this or I'm just like, Lord, I need this. And I feel like you're not giving this to me without really thinking about and like realizing all he's already done for me and being patient for what's to come. In our marriages, it's the same thing. We have to realize all of these things have already done for us and all these things they've already shown to us to give us that confidence to know they love us. They do hear us even on the days that it feels like they don't. Right. Um, I just, I think all the time I'm like, why is listening? It's just so hard, especially in marriage. And then I think, well, why is talking so hard? I mean, we, we as the humans on the planet, that's all we do. We just talk. In marriage, sometimes it can just feel so foreign, even whether you've been married for six months or you've been married six years, or I'm sure even 60 years of marriage can at moments feel that way. Communication is one of the number one areas in our marriage today across the board that just needs the most TLC. Tender love and care for all those Elvis fans out there. My husband and I have been married for almost nine and a half years, and we are still on the learning to improve communication train. Oh my gosh. I remember before my wedding day, like I had all those Disney fairy tale images of what my marriage would look like. And I quickly found out marriage is so hard. I'm living yeah. with someone who is truly the opposite of me, like truly. Yeah. My needs are. And his needs are totally different. My priorities and his priorities are totally different. Yeah. I, I have a priority of clipping my toenails. That is something I think like That's personal so grooming. <laughs> and like that is not a priority to Jeremy. He, I will like, I go, hey, babe, it's time. The dragon feet are here. And he laughs and he'll go, oh, okay, you know, I'll do it tomorrow like, again. And then that's that another so thing. Funny. My timeline and his timeline are totally different. It's just literally we're the opposite. And I just think to myself and I I even think to the Lord and pray. I'm like, why? Why are we so different? Why is it so hard to see eye to eye and to communicate effectively so that we each feel heard and we each feel respected and we each feel honored? Absolutely. And I love that you said that our timelines are different. This is definitely something I have seen in, I think, really every relationship that from people I know, because when I ask Colby to do something in my head, it's right that second. (laughs) It's well, whenever I feel like it, you know, and I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. I need this done in five minutes. And so that can be hard. It's so hard for me having to take a timeline. Yes. Does it need to be done? And if And for him, he's like, well, you have to tell me five minutes because if you don't tell me, like, how am I supposed to know? But you asked, why is it so hard to see eye to eye and to communicate effectively? And I mean, I think it's because we're selfish, honestly. And we don't mean, Mm, I I think it's just so easy to focus on our own needs. And when we don't get what we want, we get so frustrated. We get so angry, especially with our spouses because we're so comfortable with them. Right. I feel like we justify our feelings because we just think, well, all I want is to just be happy. Why is that a bad thing to want? But really, if we think that way in our marriage, then our men are doomed because we can't look to them for that. That's too much. That's like an unrealistic expectation. Yeah, absolutely. Like we, we can't look to anything on this earth to give us what only heaven can give. 
Right. Yeah. And we can't look to them to, you know, be Jesus when they're not Jesus and they are sinners. They are sinners just like we are. And I think sometimes we even forget that we are a sinner. We're just like you said, we're we're so quick to be selfish and then and point out the speck in our brother's eye instead of looking for the log in our own, you know, yeah, like we can't be Jesus for them either, you know, right. Exactly. Can't try to be like, Oh, well, we're, I'm going to fix you. Exactly. Figure it out. Cause we don't, you know, even though we feel like we do some days. So for you, what do you feel like communication in your marriage looks like today? Oh, I mean, I'm just going to be straight up here. I want to do all the talking. I do not want to actively listen. I, that is a quality trait and uh, something that I am actively seeking the Lord for help in. And that is yes. a that I'm trying to be more disciplined in and not only with my husband, but, you know, my family and my kids. I don't even yeah. sometimes want to listen to my kids when they have these 10 minute stories to tell me about stuff that's make believe like just don't yeah. want to listen. Sometimes I've got oh, yeah. a lot to do, but I, I do want, I do not want to have a two way conversation. A lot of times I just want to, him to listen. I want to talk and be done when I say it's done. And I get offended or hurt when he responds sometimes with truthfulness and honesty. And I don't know why I get hurt because I'm expecting a one way conversation when yeah. I need to be willing to hear what he has to say and listen to his ideas. Most of the time, I think what I know or what I think is better. I think sometimes you per, you you present what your issue is with them and you just want them to come back and go, oh, you are so right. You are so. Yeah. Well, like we present anything wrong. Yeah. Well, and we <laughs> present the issue and then we also present the solution that we think is best. And we want oh, affirmation yes. in that solution versus oh, yes. if they have a different side. And a lot of times, like my husband, there are lots of things that my husband is so, so smart in and very, very wise. But I am not always in a place to receive any of his words. I only want to dispose of my words and that's wrong. So this is an area that I am actively working in and have been and probably will be constantly um, in my marriage personally. Uh, But like, what about you? What about you? What about your marriage? (laughs) No, I mean, I I agree. I, I, I feel the same way. It's really difficult to listen. And so even us titling this, like, does he even hear me? That makes me ask the question, do I even hear him? Exactly. Exactly. For sure. And I think this was in the same video I watched. So we'll have to post that below. But Paul David Tripp had talked about when he counsels couples, how so many of them, when they walk in, they immediately are like, well, he needs to do this, 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 this. And the husband is going, well, she needs to fix this, 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 this. And he's like, if that's how you're going to come and present your relationship to me, like, I can't help you because you can't change other people. You can only change yourself. That's right. I was like, oh, that is just so good. And I definitely think that's something that I struggle with for sure. I was going to say we have a couple Bible verses that I think go perfect with all of this. And I'm going to read some of those. Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. That's Ephesians 4.29. And oh my goodness, whenever we're tearing our husbands down and telling them all the things they're doing wrong, that's not helpful. That's not building them up. So right. we just messed up right there. That's right. Proverbs you know, 18.13 says to answer before listening. That is a folly and a shame. So our inner lawyers are going to have to take a backseat. 
That's right. Because they they need to hush so that we can take the time and listen to what our husbands are saying. And the last verse we have on here is Proverbs 18.2. Fools find no pleasure in understanding, but delight in airing their own opinions. And mm. Is that not true sometimes? Like we get so excited to point out other people's flaws and it's really sad. Right, right. And even, you know, specifically with our spouse, you know, fools find no pleasure in understanding, but delight in airing their own opinions. Is that being a respectful, loving wife where I am only willing to air out my own opinions? And yet, like what I just said, I struggle with, I'm not willing or in a place ready to hear any of his opinions. And so it's definitely, you know, I don't want to be a fool. I want to be, (laughs) you know, I want to be uh, Christ-like. And so obviously this is, again, I think an area a lot of marriages today just struggle in communication and feeling like they're being heard and on the same page. So what are some ways you think that we can improve listening to our spouses. I think for Jeremy and I, and I think this will help any and all marriages. I mean, you can even try it if it doesn't work. Was it hurt to try? But find time in the day where you both can be alert and give each other your undivided attention. No phones, no phones. Take your cell phone or your smart device and set them in another room on away or on silent. That way, if you hear a notification, you're not tempted to check out of the conversation and concentrate on what could be going on on your phone. And then even looking into your spouse's eyes and you may say, Tara. That is so silly. No, it's not. I'm going to quote you some research. So most researchers agree that eye contact is the most important form of nonverbal communication because it has the most impact on how another person feels about you and what you're saying. Making too much or too little eye contact can send mixed signals, discredit what you're saying, or even be interpreted as a sign of disrespect. Wow. Um, yeah. That's yes. So, good. so we will post the link to that article in the show notes. But I know we as women love to talk. Come on, me and you seriously, like literally hosting a podcast. So we're we're all we do is talk. Sometimes it is intimidating when we do all the talking and not actively listen to our husbands. I know something I've tried recently in our marriage that has helped me in the listening department. Um, I have tried asking my husband a question while he's alert with no, we have no phones and we have eye contact and trying not to say anything for five minutes, just listening. And if he asks a question or needs a short response, I respond, but I really try to actively listen. It has been so good for our marriage in the recent months. I also think think of follow-up questions like that I can ask him to show him that I am truly engaged in our conversation and care. A lot of times if I'm not active listening and I'm thinking about the laundry or the dishes or what's going on tomorrow, or I don't have follow-up questions because I'm not actively listening. So. Yeah, absolutely. I do that too. And I feel like it's really hard when they pause to go ahead and just interject instead of giving them that time to fully get out their thoughts. And that's something Colby and I've worked on as well. And I feel like it has definitely made a huge difference. Same thing, just being able to sit and listen and tell myself, don't say a word, let him get it all out. Because I don't know, I'm like us ladies, we really are just quick on our feet sometimes with like what we want to say. And sometimes men, they want to take their time to really articulate what they're saying. And we need to give them that respect. 
Yeah, I know Jeremy and Colby both are more thinkers and thinkers have to process things a little differently versus us where we we almost process out loud. And I think a lot of women are that way. We are like learning and figuring things out with you as we're discussing it. And men sometimes are not like that. And so, you know, it's just, it's a, it's a two-way street. We have to learn how they listen and how they articulate. And then we also, we need them to learn how we listen and how we articulate as well. But yeah. So true. What are some ways to improve communicating your thoughts, needs, dreams, et cetera? to your husband? For me, you know, I feel like I do, again, I do most of the communicating in our marriage and, you know, I may be the problem. I'm not saying that all wives are the problem in communication. I'm just saying in my experience that I have a huge part to play in not feeling heard. Yeah. Um, Recently, I have tried letting Jeremy know, hey, when you get a moment and you're free to sit down, I would love to talk to you about some things that have been on my mind or have been bothering me lately. And usually sometime later in that day, he'll come to me and say, okay, shoot, what's been going on? So I've learned when I give him a warning, and let him come back to me when he's ready to listen, then most of the time he is more of an active listener as well. (laughs) One thing that I definitely have learned over the years is my husband does not like for me to bring up a heavy conversation or a deep conversation right before we close our eyes before bed. And I have a bad habit of doing that. I'm a night owl and he's a morning bird. And so we're opposites in that way. Just that doesn't work for him. He's like, babe, we cannot talk about this right now. And I'll get hurt or I'll feel upset. But then I just have to realize timing is key with your spouse. And and also being willing to let them participate in the conversation is huge. I know I go sometimes and I just want to vent and I'm not willing to receive feedback. But I think what we've talked about, we just need to all be willing in our marriage to have a two-way conversation with our spouse and not just a one-way conversation. And it's it's similar to the way that the Lord speaks to us. God speaks to us through His Word, and we speak to Him through prayer. It's yeah. not a one-way conversation. He desires Absolutely. a two-way conversation. And our relationships with our husbands, it, it's a reflection of the Lord and His people. And so, anyways... I just, I think that just recently, those are some things that have helped us and hope that, I don't know if any of that, I hope some of that is helpful for others. Yeah, for sure. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah. I mean, I feel like I'm so bad about doing all the talking as well. Like I said before, my husband's going to do all he can do to avoid any kind of confrontation for real. So, you know, I'm not very good at hiding my feelings in any aspect of my life, especially with him. And it does make it tough for us sometimes because he always knows how I feel, but very rarely do I know how he feels. And Mm -hmm. it's something I really have been working hard on. We both have. And, you know, again, like I said, making that conscious effort to listen. And one thing I think that I think we all tend to do is we all want to win any situation where there's confrontation. But that mentality is how both parties end up losing. Mm, Yeah. But before we got married, we did marriage counseling with our church. And we ended up reading this book. I think, Tara, you and Jeremy gave us that book on love and respect. Which we did during our marriage counseling. So Yeah. And if y'all have not ever read that, it's a big book, but there's a section for women and a section for men. And then one together. It is so good. It blew me away at how accurate it was. And it 
it really did completely change the way I viewed Colby. It completely changed the way I viewed communication because as women, we desire to feel loved and men desire to feel respect more than they desire to feel loved. And I think knowing that is so important because we should be willing to share our feelings, but we should do it with respect because if we don't, then they're not going to hear us. Right. I know tone has a lot to do with that. The way we say something and the tone behind how we say it can totally make them put their, you know, blue headphones on and not hear, you know, from our pink megaphone. So if you read the book, which we'll tag it in the show notes, you'll understand girls have pink pink headphones and pink megaphone. Yeah. Anyways, it makes sense. But anyways. Yes. And, you know, I try so hard to tell my husband things that I admire about him whenever I do have to confront him on things, because if I feel like he's not doing something well, and I'm, I'm trying to be honest with how that makes me feel, I still want him to know I respect you. Because it also reminds me when I'm complimenting the good things, even when I'm frustrated with something, it reminds me of why I love him. And it keeps me from getting to that place of disrespect and that place of resentment. This past year, I have personally struggled so much with so many things with my pregnancy and health. And that has really tested our marriage a lot. And we've struggled, but we've also learned a lot through it and grown together instead of apart. And I call that a win for both of us and for our family as a whole. Absolutely. So would you say that you kind of Oreo when you approach him? Like, here's some things Mm -hmm. I love about you. The cream is kind of, hey, can you work on this? Or Uh here's an area I've I've been feeling hurt or how I felt and why. And then you kind of end it back with, but I love you. You Like, Absolutely. (laughs) And I think be just trying to get where he's coming from with things and being able to say, okay, this is what you're doing. And not to just say, well, you need to quit doing this. No, right. To really say, hey, whenever you say this like this to me, this is kind of how this is how it makes me feel. And this is how I've been interpreting it. But is that the way you've meant it? Instead Mm. of assuming how he feels and assuming how he means things to really take a step back and go, Well, let me just hear what he has to say on this has really helped. I mean, it's helped me a lot. Oh, that's awesome. Well, thanks for sharing that. Um, I think to conclude this episode, which has been a little bit long, but this is a really heavy topic that we're both passionate about. And I just want to end with some verses from the book of Ephesians in chapter five. And it says, in the same way, husbands should love their wives as their own bodies. He who loves his wife loves himself. For no one ever hated his own flesh, but nourishes it and cherishes it just as Christ does the church, because we are members of his body. Therefore, a man shall leave his father and mother and hold fast to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. This mystery is profound, and I am saying that it refers to Christ and the church. However, let each one of you love his wife as himself, and let the wife see that she respects her husband. So that's Ephesians 5, 28 through 33. Yeah, I think that is so great. And just talking about love and respect, just like that book. And I think an important thing to remember, too, is we have so much grace that has been given to us, and we also have to give that to those around us especially our spouse. So we just have to remember like we're all people 
in desperate need of help. That's right. That includes our spouses. So I feel like we just have to have that humility to accept that when it comes and be willing to give that to those around us. Oh, that's so good. Well, we're excited that we were able to talk about this topic and we hope that some way, shape, form or fashion, this has encouraged you, helped you, helped you to evaluate some things about yourself and ways to grow. And you could check out today's show notes to find any and all of the references we mentioned, Bible verses we mentioned, and we'll even have some reflection questions to help you kind of better self-evaluate and apply some of the truths that you may have learned today. So yeah, absolutely. Thanks for listening, guys. See ya. Hey, y'all. Thanks for joining us today on the Sweet Tea and Jesus podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe to our podcast so you can continue along on this journey with us. Please leave us a five-star review on Apple so others can find our podcast and be encouraged by these gospel conversations too. Follow us on Instagram for upcoming content, news about our podcast, and more. Thank you so much for listening, and we are looking forward to you joining us on our next episode. See y'all next time.